0: Welcome to Recruitment Down Under and our special series dedicated to meeting and learning more about the winners of the 2020 APSCO Australia Awards for Excellence. Driftwood Group received the CSR Initiative of the Year Award for its unique initiative that demonstrated a commitment to the principles of corporate social responsibility. Driftwood Group launched career coaching arm Glow Up Careers to help people build the career of their dreams. The heart of the business is an accreditation program to teach coaches and leaders how to provide effective career coaching. The business now has in excess of 90 coaches who have completed the accreditation and who have each undertaken work with refugees. In this podcast, we hear from Driftwood Group founder Yvonne Kelly, who tells listeners the story of how Glow Up Careers came about and why this unique coaching arm is not only building dream careers but truly changing people's lives. Hosted by Con Marcheson of SEEK, listen in to find out why Driftwood Group would crown this year's deserving CSR winner.
1: So welcome, Yvonne. Great to see you today. Thanks, Con. Looking forward to spending the next half hour or 45 minutes with you, uh, particularly interested in having a conversation about your um, Absco nomination and your ultimate win um, of the award. So Um, hoping that you can share some insights, not only with me, but obviously all the viewers um, as they listen to this podcast. So now I've had a good look um, at, and you know, you you and I have obviously had a conversation before. I've had a very good look at some of the material that you provided. And I found it a fascinating read. There were so many bits to unpack. Um, So I'm going to unpack those bits um, and you'll have to probably stop my eagerness as I get going. But I thought a great place to start, would be to give you an opportunity to tell us about the Driftwood Group story. So how did you come about developing the Driftwood Group business model? Um, and then I'll get on to purpose, etc. So why don't we start there?
2: Yeah, excellent. Thank you, Conan. I'm very excited to chat with you today. And yeah, we were so excited to win this award. Um, So yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about my story. So I am from Ireland and came to Australia a week after I graduated and got into recruitment and have spent my whole career working in recruitment and absolutely love it. Um, And I had a recruitment agency called Kiss Recruitment for 10 years and really successful and yeah, just absolutely loved what I did. Um, And then I had my Kiss. I had two kids close together, um, which was great. Um, but I was missing my family back in Ireland and I'd been in Australia for a few years. So we decided, myself and my husband, to sell everything, sell the business, sell everything and head back to Ireland. Um, we didn't, <laughs> we we knew there was a recession happening in Ireland, but we didn't really consider how bad it was. Um, We arrived in Ireland with um, with two small kids and to start off and not having done a lot of planning um, and our credit history didn't transfer. So that was the first hurdle that we faced. It was amazing catching up with family and friends. But what we found was that it was really, really difficult to find work. So my husband um, is from Sydney and we arrived over there he'd had a great career international career in pharmaceutical and biotech and we got there and he just came up against so many hurdles and um, he's Anglo, he speaks english <laughs> um, and he felt really discriminated against um, i was looking for work at the same time and it was just so difficult so we found that people didn't recognize our skills they didn't see how they were transferable they were trying to just fill very very specific niche roles and um, that we didn't fit in with so we realized quite quickly that it probably wasn't going to work for us. Um, and we moved back to Australia and um, we arrived in Australia and our furniture got stuck on the ocean and uh, we had nowhere to live. And um, so we ended up on a beach one day. We were staying in a friend's beach house and we thought, what are we going to do now? We've you know, been through this 18 month period where we haven't worked and, um, you know, we we were feeling pretty um, l- lacking confidence, you know, we both had these great careers. And then suddenly we're in a marketplace where those uh, skill set, you know, where it's not valued and, you know, we couldn't find a place there. So we started chatting and we were thinking, wow, if we're if we, you know, experience that if where we, you know, I'm from there and we both speak the language. What is it like for people that come to Australia who don't have the language or, you know, haven't had that local experience? Um, so we we knew that we really wanted to, we made a pact that we wanted to do something um, to ensure that people didn't have to go through what we did. And we did feel that if we'd maybe planned better or taken a few more steps to prepare um, our own careers, that, you know, maybe it could have been a different outcome. And on the beach that day, we also noticed how Driftwood was gathering together in groups on the beach. And we were like, wow, this is amazing, you know. And we really saw an analogy between how pieces of Driftwood gather together and how people collaborate and they can do amazing things. So we decided um, that we wanted to that day set up a a recruitment business together and that Alex would leave his career behind and, and start a new, fresh career. Um, And our tagline for Driftwood is realising a sea of human potential. So that kind of, you know, gathering people together to find a tribe. Um, So that took us to, we we got back to um, to Australia about seven years ago. We set up Driftwood Group. um, We were a generalist recruitment agency. Uh, We were really excited um, after a few years to be finalists for the most innovative agency of the year with the Seek Sarah Award. So that was a real highlight for us. And um, we also joined MPA Worldwide, which is a global recruitment network. So we decided to have a really collaborative model where we'd work closely with other recruiters rather than compete against them. And um, and ultimately, we've moved that business into focusing more on life sciences and advanced manufacturing, more the search side. So um, that's been the recruitment part of our business. Yeah.
1: Uh, fantastic. I love the story. I love the, um, the analogy of Driftwood. Um, it's a great story. I love the way you incepted the name of the company. Um, let's, um, let's shift gears a little bit and maybe talk about the purpose. So your company purpose and, and why you exist. And also, um, if you can touch on and expand on the Glow Up Careers um, initiative, it's a wonderful give back initiative. Uh, again, I was fascinated reading what you've done with that. Um, So I'd love you to go into the X's and O's of that if you can.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So when we came back and we were working in Driftwood and we were placing lots of people in roles, I started to see a lot of candidates that were coming through to me that maybe had been on the job market for the first time in a while, or um, they've been on the job market and we're really finding it very difficult. And um, you know, it has changed as we all know. Those of us who've been in the market a long time that it's moved towards that real technology AI driven and um, process, and it's very overwhelming for a lot of candidates to actually find kind of a clear path to getting a job through that. Um, So I started to offer coaching as part of... um, of just an extra service that I delivered to those candidates and started to get amazing results so I put together a program and um, that showed a real kind of guided path towards all the steps to finding a job so um you know all the steps that we go through um getting them to understand what recruiters and hiring managers are looking for so you know helping them how to read a job ad how to do their resume keyword optimized and um, their cover letter um really working through you know how to actually set up on um C- and job boards you know how they set up their searches how they refine them and um, how they track their stats of their success so it was a whole program and we were getting really great results and um, but I also noticed that a lot of um, them had been through um, other coaching or support um, but they were coming out of those programs and they still weren't equipped with the right experience so I thought this is too good to be true. <laughs> this is too good to keep to myself and um, I really wanted to be able to share that. So, um, We also really wanted to make sure that um, inclusion is such a big passion of mine that, um, you know, that everyone has an opportunity. So we wanted to make sure that it was um, cost effective. It was open to everyone. So our purpose at Glow Up Careers, and we launched in 2019 on World Refugee Day, um, our purpose is is to empower everyone to have the career of their dreams, no matter who you are or where you're from. So we wanted to be really inclusive and we wanted to be able to have a pro offering where we could coach those people who are more disadvantaged for free um, our pricing starts at $295 for coaching so we wanted that entry point to be easy for people to afford and um, and and then yeah we just kind of grew it from there but what we wanted to do was um, initially to um, set up an accreditation program to teach other coaches um, about the reality of the job market so um you know being part of MPA worldwide and connecting to all of these dis- different recruiters and you know hearing from um you know tech platforms like seek and other tech technology I realized that it was a unique position to be able to um, educate other career coaches on the current job market and exactly what's happening and what tools and technologies are being used. So we started to put coaches through that accreditation process. And part of that process was that we wanted um, all of our coaches to really have very strong values on helping others. So part of the accreditation process is that they actually get to practice with a refugee or a new migrant. And we record those sessions and we give them feedback. So that's been a huge success. We've grown that program. And we now we collaborate with a whole range of community organizations um, across Australia, New Zealand. um, And we've started to to, um, expand globally in that program. And yeah, just having so much success. um, Yeah, with that. So
1: Yeah. Mm. It's amazing to hear how you've grown that program um, from its inception can you give us so can you add a little bit of richness and color um, to the program and talk a little bit about the personas of the candidates that you coach and speak to we at seek have a dual sided marketplace as you know and whilst our hires are incredibly important um our candidates are just as incredibly important so Let's just switch the switch the gears to candidates and maybe give us a feel for what type of people are actually going uh, benefiting from this program.
2: Yeah, so we, as I said, like we're very inclusive. So we support um, individuals um, from mo- from every kind of walk of life and every background. And we mainly focus on blue, um, sorry, white collar workers because we find that um, obviously the job search is through technology. So the people that we coach, we use Zoom um, as a video platform. So all our um, coaching is done virtually. And we set up in you know back in 2019 to to do it that way because we wanted to include we have a number of coaches who are based rural and regionally in Australia and um, so we wanted to be able to have that access for our coaches but we also wanted individuals to be able to dial in and it means that we can support people um, yeah internationally as well so um, the, there's also another reason that we do that is that we actually want the participants to be able to get comfortable with using and interacting with technology so we've developed an online program that they go through they they answer some questions initially and um, we take a values-based thinking approach so they they work on their strengths their values they do a career assessment um, and so unwittingly they're using technology to interact and um, our coaches the great thing about um using the platform is our coaches can pull up job boards so they can pull up seek and do a search and show you know in live real time how that that process works. And um, so we do tend to find that white collar workers, those who have um, fairly, you know, they don't have to have advanced technical skills, but fairly good technical skills can access our program. Um, but we work from everyone from student up to top level CEO. And um, we do a lot of outplacement and career transitions So that's an area that we've been working on. And um, we are a social enterprise. So um, and and during uh, COVID, we actually invited a, a, a huge number of um, recruitment agencies to join our accreditation program, so they could actually deliver career coaching and our placement as an extra division, a revenue source for their business. Last year, and um, so yeah, we have quite a large of our cohort of our coaches um, that actually are recruiters now. So that's been really nice to be able to um support them and and then you know because we teach a lot and we have a lot of the refugees that we support we share their stories and those recruiters are going back out into the market and um influencing their clients and influencing candidates around diversity and inclusion. so yeah there's a few <laughs> a few ways uh, that we that we do that and um, we also have an option to gift career coaching and um, to unsuccessful candidates so um, if candidates have been through a lengthy interview process and they're unsuccessful and um, we have yet yeah, the option to gift so that's been really nice we actually had um as somebody reached out last week and um, they were gifting it to the the nephew of one of their clients who had arrived in Australia and was finding it hard to get work. So that's been just really nice to be able to do something nice to help those people on their, on their career journey. So in relation to, yeah, candidates, we have, we work with, with everyone. Um, yeah. Okay. Fantastic.
1: Fantastic. Um, now you, you, um, I do recall you're a six-hour finalist for the most innovative agency of the year. So innovation and continuous continuous improvement is clearly something that's um, at the forefront of uh, Driftwood Group. So perhaps if you could share with us the advice that you would give other recruiters that are looking to create a corporate social responsibility agenda or awareness uh, we know that it's a, it's a big agenda topic today and it will increasingly grow that way in time. What, yeah. advice, what advice could you give some of your industry peers around building a CSR program or strategy?
2: yeah so I think um again going back to values for me it's about really kind of looking at what your values as individual you know business owners are as your business like what are the values of your business and what's important to you so that for me you know I've got such a passion for diversity and inclusion and I've always over my whole career tried to present candidates that are left field that um maybe you know wouldn't have gone onto a standard shortlist, and um, that they really Deserve an opportunity, and um, they have a skill set that's transferable. That you know, getting them in front of a client and the, just the joy, and <laughs> um, when some of those people have been successful, it's been amazing. So You know, I think, firstly, there's definitely, um, as recruiters, we have a good opportunity to be able to, um, you know, to open the discussion on diversity and inclusion and how um, your clients are hiring um, and being able to showcase some candidates from different backgrounds. So I might just um, veer off for a tiny second and just share a couple of um, the refugee candidates that we've worked with um, through Glow Up Careers and our coaching and just the success um, that they've had so you know just to highlight that yeah you know if you're um, a refugee or a new migrant or you speak a different language it doesn't mean that you can't be an amazing employee and you know be really driven and yeah really motivated um, and and I've just my eyes have been open so much over the last few years with all of the refugees that we've worked with uh, really to um yeah to see what value they can bring and add to an organization so um, one example is Grace, who was one of, one of the first um, people that we put through our program. And Grace is a former child soldier from Uganda. Um, she was stolen from her village at the age of 12 and yeah, obviously went through a horrendous time um, as a child soldier. She was also um, married off to one of the rebel leaders. Um, so Grace uh, had to flee Uganda and World Vision helped her to come to Australia and she went through university to study social work. So in Uganda, she was supporting um, some child soldiers that were returning back to their villages. Um, and there, you know, there's some issues there and integrating them back into the communities. Um, so Grace felt really passionate about studying social work and completing a degree which is amazing so I met her when she'd finished her degree she was just about to look for a job and she really had no idea how to go about doing that and um, so a friend of mine introduced me to Grace and we put Grace through a program and you know helped her get a really good resume you know have a kind of plan for what she wants to do in her career and um, we also you know went through like her cover letter, like, all the you know gave her all the kind of tips and knowledge on what the job market is like in Australia and how she could be successful and we were lucky that through our MPA network one of my colleagues was actually recruiting a role um, in the disability sector and um, was able to shortlist Grace for one of those positions and she was successful and um, she's just had, yeah, had a great time there and um, you know, she was initially maybe a little bit hesitant uh, to apply for the role and um, within a few weeks of starting her colleagues were coming to her for advice um, because she just has such a wealth of knowledge and, um, and Grace has now set up a charity called Bida Kigen that is now going to support um, child soldiers back in Uganda so yeah, just an amazing journey and, and Grace has continued Continued to work on her career mm. and um, yeah it just shows that all of us if we put our mind to it we can really achieve great things. Yeah, so that's only one. We've got so many great stories. Um, another one, Arash, uh, is from Iran, and actually, Arash is our refugee ambassador for Glow Up. And um, I met Arash at a networking event, and, and that's he was really the kind of inspiration for us um, supporting refugees. Um, and when I met Arash, and I asked him, you know, what what his kind of dream job was, um, was to be the High Commissioner of the UN and to be the first refugee High Commissioner. So Arash has just finished university and uh, we worked on a career plan to help him um, work towards that goal and look at the reality of if that could be um, a possibility for him. And, um, yeah, it's been an amazing journey. He just really engaged and took things on board and he reached out to a number of CEOs in Australia. He reached out to the UN and two weeks ago he flew to Copenhagen to get a permanent job with um, the UN. So, yeah, such such great kind of stories of people that have come from, yeah, backgrounds and, and not spoken the language that have just achieved, yeah, awesome things.
1: Uh, What great examples. They really do epitomise the impact that you have on people's working lives um, and also their social lives as well. So Yeah, definitely. And I think
2: then bringing that back to, you know, I think as recruiters, if we can be sharing more success stories and diverse Mm -hmm. stories like this of, um, you know, people that have, um, I actually spoke to a coach who reached out. We've now opened up our accreditation to leaders within industry who want to give back through refugee coaching. And, and mm. next week um we're yeah, we've got um Cisco and um we actually ran a big event with Cisco last year. So well, we'll I'm, about, I'm about to get talk to talk about that. Okay, yeah, well, let no, me just let me, get back onto yeah.
1: the um, tips uh-huh. for the recruiters. Let, let um, me set you up for that one nicely. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I did just want to emphasize um, how we at SEEK feel about the work that you're doing. Um, and those two examples are really, really strong examples. They're akin to our purpose. So um, I'm glad that you shared those.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: podcast wouldn't be a good podcast without an opportunity to plug an event and so this is the event that i want you to plug and um, (laughs) share with with the viewers
0: yeah
1: Uh, i've I've done the reading it sounds like a, a fantastic event um not only inclusive but you've got some serious credible brands that are working with you so let me set that up for you the uh bridging careers virtual event that you're running october can you tell
2: no, it was last october that was last october (laughs) yeah
1: okay that's fine timing
2: (laughs) timing is not always everything (laughs) but hopefully we'll have an hopefully we'll have another one this
1: october too so i'm sure you will Um, tell us about that event tell us what you were trying to achieve and who you had on board helping you
2: yeah, absolutely. So that event um, came in the middle of COVID. Um, last year, as a business, we just really des- decided to spend the year giving back. Our recruitment really dropped off. Um, so myself and my husband, Alex, are the only two in our recruitment business and um, we ended up getting on job keeper and we thought look this is a great opportunity for us to really give back this year and do something and um, to help others so we ramped up our refugee programs we worked with a lot of as, as mentioned we worked with brotherhood of st lawrence in melbourne on a project and um, pro bono project with them we worked with uts on their and um, their refugees humanitarian visa students and yeah did some great work but i had an idea that i really wanted to help in a bigger way to assist People who'd lost their jobs in COVID and were impacted with, um, you know, yeah, either that uncertainty or losing jobs. But I also felt that it was an opportunity to really highlight um, the need for diversity and inclusion. And, you know, with a lot of what was happening in the world last year, um, I wanted to have an event that had a strong message. Um, And I think from a lot of the conversations that I had last year is that. Um, A lot of people were put out of the comfort zone and started to maybe relate a little bit more to what it was like to potentially um, be in detention, be a refugee or that isolation and loneliness. Um, so the event was uh, amazing we we I approached Tony who's one of our coaches who works at Cisco and asked if they could support us to um use their webex technology to host the the event they put together a team of 15 volunteers who would help us um and we we started to meet weekly in the middle of the year and we set the date for October so we decided to have 10 events over the week we had 42 speakers and um, we were so lucky with who we got to speak we had Beachley, Craig Foster, Anton Enos, and um, yeah, we had Stephen Bradbury, just such a lineup of speakers. And uh, I can pop the link, I can send the link to you to put in the show notes because um, all of the sessions are recorded. So we wanted to have um, the morning sessions to be very career focused so that they were very practical career tips. Um, and we had some yeah great uh, senior talent leaders and recruiters uh, on those panels. And then in the afternoon, we wanted to really talk to everyone who's going through a tough time last year. So we had um, resilience. We had a topic on ending exclusion. That was uh, Craig Foster on that. We had one on, on um, wellness. And we had Anton Enos um, hosted Inspiration. Um, at, at that session was, yeah, the, all of them <laughs> were awesome. Um, but we had quite a few refugee um. Speakers, we had really diverse speakers, and um, we we just yeah we had a, a, such an, an amazing turnout. We had over three thousand attendees. Wow. Um, Yeah, yeah, it was just brilliant. And the great thing was that we actually got some really good employment results that came out of it too. So um, the attendees are still, people are coming back and saying how much they got out of it uh, and just the insights that they learned. And, you know, we have those videos to share. They're free on our our YouTube um, for people to access. So if you want to share um, anything mm-hmm. with your candidates, yeah, it's a great resource um, there that we have from all of these speakers. The team at Cisco recently won a Global Diversity and Inclusion Award for the assistance they gave us at the event. Um, yeah, so it was really,
1: really great. Fantastic. Um, the lineup as well. Um, I'm impressed in how you've been able to influence all of those speakers to attend that event. So, um, really well done. Thank you. Uh, if you think about the enormity of a event like that and the work that you're doing, the 90 coaches that you have around the globe, et cetera, how does a husband and wife team uh, get all that done while raising two young children? So, so what's your secret? A bit of a juggle.
2: <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'm surrounded now with 100 coaches who give me amazing advice, and we have had so much help we've had so many people reach out and help us on our journey and help us get there. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. And, um, Alex and I work really well together and we've got different skill sets that really complement each other. So I think that's how we've managed to do it. Uh, we both have our roles and yeah, it's, it's just been so nice to be able to have our kids come home after school every day since COVID where before they were in aftercare four days and we felt really tight you know we didn't get to see them as much so now it's just been brilliant and yeah I'm just loving working from home and we have that flexibility and we can tag team as a couple and we can also inspire lots of people so yeah I'd recommend it. (laughs)
1: Fantastic now um, I've got two teenage uh, children Yvonne and we've started to talk about careers we've you know I've started to inquire around what their preferences might be and and what they may want to do um, I take it your kids are probably younger than mine but I'm just wondering um, on a personal level are you talking to your kids about you know their education their future and what, what oh, absolutely.
2: they'd like to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. And interesting, I was at an um, event with Jim Collins last week. He's um, an author in the US and, and he has this thing called a hedgehog and he talks about it from a personal. Um, if you focus on what your your passions are and focus on what you're wired to do, so what you're actually really good at, what your strengths are, and then you combine that with something that you can earn a living out of, that's your hedgehog. So that's um, mm-hmm. something for you to aim towards. And that's, you know, really, again, the purpose of of Glow Up is all about, and at Driftwood, um, to really empower people to have their best career and live their best career. So I don't think it's ever too early to start having those conversations, no matter what age um, kids Mm -hmm. are, um, to be able to get them to identify. We... Um, work with a number of strengths tools and fingerprint for success is one it's free for people to use and it's just been great to um, all our participants go through that and they then um, can identify what their strengths are and what their blind spots are and you know what they and then think about what they're really passionate and what they love to do and then combine that with yeah can you earn a living out of that is that something that you can explore Um, And I think with the world changing, there's so many options to, um, you know, have a career in lots of different ways or have two careers that sit side by side. Um, I think the days are gone where... um, yeah, where, where you're not allowed to, com- like a lot of people in the past that I'd met were scared to combine their passions with their job. You know, they had this, yeah. well, this is my personal life and this is my job life. I'm a big believer that you should really tap into your passions and your strengths and, and your values. So again, everyone that goes through our programs does a values assessment. So really to link in with what are your core values, you know, what is important to you. And I think, again, they're conversations you can have as a family as to and as an organization with your teams Um, and that goes back to the question that you had about um recruiters you know i think if you're really zoning in and what are your values that are important and that you're living and you're communicating those values and we did a presentation with our coaches last week to talk about this is what you know this is what we value as an organization and then everything else flows from that so um yeah i think having conversations with your kids early is brilliant
1: yeah, good, good advice. I like the uh, hedgehog yeah. analogy. <laughs>
2: And we also find, you know, I think with them, um, there's a, you know, a lot of changes happening in organizations and from a candidate perspective, there's a lot of uncertainty. They don't know what's happening. And mm-hmm. and again, we're really trying to talk to organizations about that um, with our coaching around that early intervention, that, yeah. you know, giving your employees permission, that it's okay, like you actually are responsible for your own career and it's okay to work on it and be improving that. And um, I think sometimes um, people that we meet when we go through the outplacement programs when people are made redundant it often comes as a shock because they haven't really done the work to to um beforehand um that you know and i think again back to when we went to ireland like if alex and i had put in maybe more time and more planning and structure around what those steps were there might have been a couple of baby steps that we needed to take um, before we made that move um yeah there's you can you can actually yeah gain so much
1: Fantastic, thank you. Um, so we're getting close to uh, the end of time. So I'd oh, yeah, that's, gone <laughs> yeah, that's gone quick. That's uh, gone quick and hugely insightful. So I appreciate it. Um, maybe one last thing: is there anything that you so over and above everything that you've told us today? Is there any one last comment you'd like to make before we um, before we depart?
2: Yeah, I just think, um, you know, as recruiters, again, going back to that, as recruiters, um, you know, I think now we have a responsibility to change conversations around diversity and inclusion, um, both within our own businesses. And, and we're looking at Globe to, to bring in when we do hire to hire refugees. So thinking about pathways that you can open for, um, yeah, for other uh, parts of the, um, of, of the candidate pool that there are lots of skilled people out there that you may not consider and I think you have an opportunity to influence your clients hiring decisions on that too and I think the more that we can talk um, as I said a lot of the senior leaders now that are going through our accreditation um, because they do want to give back and help refugees are starting to go back to their organisations and question their hiring practices and look at opening pathways um, for those who are more disadvantaged groups and there's such an amazing talent pool <laughs> like mm-hmm. honestly the the you know the people that we've worked with are just so dedicated and driven and um yeah I, I think you get get you like know, get some great employees out of that so I think if you're looking at doing a um, corporate social responsibility initiative do something that you and your team are passionate about and that matches your values Um, mm. a couple of examples Sinead Connolly is a good friend of mine uh, from Lotus People and um, I know she supports Stepping Stone House um, yes. which is a, a, a charity for homeless um, and Simone Allen who's part of our MPA network just won the MPA community award she's set up a women's shelter supporting mm-hmm. women from um, domestic violence backgrounds so you know I think if, if you really find uh, something that um, that you've got a good skill set and and I think that's why we've attracted a lot of recruiters into our accreditation program as well and and for me too I got to the stage in my recruitment career that I feel like I've got a lot to give back um, mm. and you just need to find a way that you can do that in a meaningful impactful
1: way yeah nice nice and nice way to end our podcast. Um, Yvonne, great to be speaking with you, uh, love your story, and I'm sure uh, the ABSCO viewers will as well. Um, really, um, I want to wish you well for the rest of the uh, calendar year. I'm going to stay in touch because I've got more questions to ask about teenage kids and how you <laughs> how you inspire their passion, but also how do you actually get them to think about values? Because uh, I'm sure that's going to pose many um, unanswered questions as well. So. Great to see you. Great to talk to you. uh, you. you.
2: Have a great day. Thank you and thanks to APSCO.